Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Uh, this week, we are talking to an absolutely incredible uh, young man. He's a 19-year-old, Darius Sam. Uh, he just finished his very first 100-mile run for a very good cause. Uh, he was raising money for his local food bank. Uh, he set out uh, with a goal of $1,000 and it's just exploded, uh, from there. Um, I shared a couple articles on our Facebook page of his run. Um, I'm putting this episode out early this week. We literally just got done recording it. Um, because if you're listening to this, the week I put it out, uh, he left his GoFundMe page open. Um, for people to donate and I think it would be really cool if we we could help donate and and help him out even more especially after listening to this episode uh it's something that you're definitely going to want to do uh I'm gonna link the his GoFundMe um to the page here let me kind of uh read you the description so the title is Nicola Valley Food Bank Fundraiser And basically what Darius wrote is due to these difficult times, I have decided to take action and do my part in servicing my community. There are many people who are struggling financially and struggling within our community. I've decided to make it my goal to raise money for the Nicola Valley Food Bank. I believe we as humans are stronger together by offering a helping hand. We will not only make a difference, we will rise together through this adversity. Um, When we accomplish the goal for the funds, I will run 100 miles in under 24 hours um he just finished running the 100 miles it's a crazy story there's a bunch of articles about it um through uh the canadian media um but really his story goes even beyond just a young man running 100 miles this is a story of of a guy basically taking responsibility for his life and getting it together and realizing the power of having a goal and having an objective and through that goal and through that objective really learning just what he's capable of which is so much more than than he even thought possible um and it also i mean Darius's story really just demonstrates to me the power of a greater purpose, the power of a community, um, and really the power of service to other people. Uh, it's, it's, it's hugely important. And, you know, at times endurance sports or ultra running can seem somewhat of a selfish endeavor, but I think Darius's story shows us that through self-improvement, you can come upon the realizations of just what you can do in the service of of other people so uh yeah let's just jump right into it uh this is the like a bigfoot podcast number 203 with darius sam all right guys uh this week we're joined by darius sam and darius i mean your story is incredible dude uh 19 year old uh sitting sitting at home uh, looking to raise some money for a local food bank and decides to run a hundred miles because that's always, you know, I, I guess at 19, you're, you're good at making decisions, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. A bit of an impulsive decision, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, man, your, your story is incredible. So I'm excited just to have you on the show and kind of, kind of hear about it and things like that. No, yeah, for sure. I'm excited to be here, man. Yeah. Um, do you want to kind of, I mean, someone, so I first heard about your story. Someone shared uh, just uh, an article written about you and it was just my, it was before the hundred mile run yeah. and it was just mind blowing and just your background's pretty fascinating. So do you kind of want to, want to get into it? Like up until a few months ago, you weren't really necessarily a runner or an endurance athlete or anything like that. No, not at all. Um, yeah, I'll tap back right into when I was, um, when I was a kid. Well, I'm, I guess I still am a kid, but I'm a young man now. I, you know, but when I was younger, younger, I was a, was a bad, bad kid, man. I was, I'm telling you, I got suspended from in elementary school. I remember getting suspended from uh, like all every grade. I got suspended at least five times a year just for doing bad things, bringing knives to school, um, you know, beating, uh, fighting with kids, uh, you know, cutting kids with like razor blades and just, just crazy stuff. Right. And um, actually leading up to that, always thought that my mom always thought that something because I'm, I'm adopted right grew up in a, an adopted home um but my mom always thought that something was was wrong with me not necessarily wrong with me but uh, something was going on with me so i went to a pediatrician i went through like lots of psychological testing and i came um they came to the conclusion and it's diagnosed that i have a fetal alcohol spectrum so i have i have that and i have severe adhd to to to, to intertwine with that yeah. So, um, school was always tough for me. It was always, a ch it was always a challenge. I could never focus. And I was always making these impulsive decisions all the time, but I was, I was always regret regretting them after. So I was never just like an evil kid. I, but you know, I was always making these impulsive decisions and then leading up to graduation, I was still, you know, I was still that kid, but I got a little bit better, I guess, because, you know, people are like, teachers are a little bit more lenient in, in high school. But I was still that same kid. Nothing really changed. I was still making bad decisions, you know, stealing and, and doing things like that, being uh, uh, just a menace to society. And then I graduated, uh, moved away from home. I graduated in 2018. I moved away from home. I went and I, I, I played hockey up north for just a little bit, not even long. And I just... I got into this like pattern of not doing anything. Just it wasn't a bad experience. Uh, I, you know, I created a relationship, and we I had a relationship with a girl, and it wasn't bad. It was uh, there was lots of experiences that came came with it, and lots of stuff that I learned moving forward. But um, after that, that whole relationship ended. I moved back home nine months later. This is last year, like to this day, like just, and then. I fell into this pattern of drinking and smoking weed all the time. It was getting blackout drunk and smoking weed consistently. Um, all the way through summer, last summer, and then I got into um, another uh, kind of a, a relationship that wasn't very healthy for me. And I was just, I couldn't find myself. And I don't put, put any of the blame on the people. I have nothing against um, the people that I was with or the people that I was seeing or whatever the case may be, uh, whoever was around me, it was just um, who I was becoming at the time. 
and I was becoming, you know, a loser. I was, I was just, I, like, I hate thinking about it. And you know, it's, it's hard for me to talk about because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. um but uh it's real and it's raw and I'm, I'm gonna tell you and I'm, i just want everybody to know like just leading up to who i am today yeah but um i was you know drinking smoking all the blah, blah 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 and then going into around i think it was december it was it was going in i was going into the new year and i was you know drinking every weekend still the same thing not doing anything with my life i actually lost my truck that i had i lost i didn't have a phone i didn't have a job i didn't have no money to my name i had nothing there was nothing there was no assets man i was living an aimless life i hit rock bottom i mean i hit rock bottom i i was high one night and i seen myself from like an outside perspective i seen myself in the life that i was living i don't know what clicked but i seen myself you know, I was sitting on the couch and I was like, dude, I'm a fucking loser, man. Yeah. Holy, like I'm a loser. So I was like, this is, this isn't going to be it for me. Is this, is this who I'm going to be? Is this it? So I decided that's, that's not going to be the story that I'm going to tell. So I, I tightened up. I moved home. I actually shaved my head and razored it clean. I, I started holding myself accountable. Was that just in an attempt to like, I'm getting rid of everything. Like- yeah. I, I want, I, I didn't want to hide behind anything anymore. I didn't want to hide behind hair. I didn't want to hide behind appearance. I didn't want to hide behind anything. I wanted to me to be vulnerable. I wanted to hit that space where I'm vulnerable and go into the grocery store with, with a bald head. Yeah. You know, with uh, people looking at me weird and be, being comfortable with that, starting to learn to, to not live for other people anymore. Cause yeah. that was my problem. I was living for other people and their opinions what they and what they thought about me so shaving my head clean and and going through that was so beneficial man i i tightened up i got a job i i started getting up at three every morning um i started getting after it uh right from january man i started getting after at three in the morning i went to work and then i did powerlifting and weightlifting after work and then i went to bed at eight and i did the same fucking thing every single day yeah and it didn't getting up getting up at three is intense dude and that'll keep you out of trouble like if you have the alarm on your phone set at three you know you can't go out or anything like that. no it's not (laughs) happening it's not happening no it's not happening for sure and um you know i did bend and and, um sometimes i felt like i was gonna crack but uh i i stayed with it man i stayed with it to this day i'm still staying with it i'm still i'm still hungry uh I just tightened up, man. I just, I don't know. I just decided yeah. that I, I don't want to be a loser anymore. I want to stand for something and I want to set an example. Yeah. Well, that's amazing, man. And honestly, I think it, it takes a lot of guts to even talk about your past and what you've gone through because a lot of people, like you said, it's kind of embarrassing or whatever, but that's part of your story and that's led you yeah. to where you are today. And it's powerful, yeah. especially if yeah. you use it that way yeah. as a tool rather than just try to avoid it. Um, yeah. I talked to you a little bit earlier, but just about being a teacher and one of my favorite students of all time, she came to me in eighth grade and day one, she's just like, Mr. Ward, I got in trouble a bunch last year. I was kicked out all the time. That's not happening this year. And you know, dude, like kids will say that some kids will say that all the time. And then day two, they're already getting in trouble. And you're like, what, what's going on? But she's kept with it and was like, 
one of our best students, like one of the best students I've ever had, to be honest. And I was just so proud of her for just like sticking to that. So I guess I just want to start like, first of all, I think you should definitely go back into schools and like be a speaker to, uh, to kids, you know, because yeah, man, cause kids getting, they've gone through that route and you know, they'll be in that cycle of constantly getting suspended, coming back a few weeks, getting suspended again. And it's tough. It's really tough. So what kind of advice would you have if you went back to just, you know, for me, I'm a middle school teacher. So if yeah. you went back to your middle school self, what, what kind of advice would you have? Well, I didn't, I didn't go through middle school. I, my elementary school went up to grade okay. seven okay. and then I, and then I had high school in grade eight, but I, what, if I could tell myself through those two years, that transition, yeah, I would just, I would tell myself, Oh man, that's, that's so crazy to me. I, I probably would tell myself to, to, to smarten the hell up. But the thing is, the thing is like kids, like I probably wouldn't listen to me. I, yeah. I wouldn't listen to me. So I, I wouldn't know how to get that across because it's so tough, man. I mean, you're so, you're so bullheaded and you're so like, like tunnel vision. Life is all about a certain thing at a point. How, what's cool, what's in, you know, how, what can I do to impress somebody? You know, I always yeah. lived for, other, I, I lived for other people, man. I, I always wore like, you know, I was just, I was just a loud kid. I was just a loud kid. I was never living for myself. I was always thinking about, man, what, what am I going to do tomorrow at school to, to impress somebody? And yeah, it, yeah that was me. That was honestly, that was me. Yeah. Well, and I, think- I, would, I would, I would try, I would, I would tell myself not to, if, 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 if I listened, I would tell myself <laughs> to not live for other people. Don't live yeah. for other people, live for yourself and set goals and set yourself to a higher standard. Yeah, man. Well, and it's funny because that's the thing I struggle with. I teach a leadership class and I'm like, I can talk about this stuff all day, but until yeah. someone faces these obstacles and have, they have to like navigate their way through life to learn a lot of these lessons, you know what I mean? Yeah. But to yeah. hear someone who's, you know, gone through that, I think is, is kind of a powerful tool for them. Yeah. So no, something to think about for your future, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For <laughs> um, sure. Was there anything that inspired you? Uh, like, was there any story you heard or, or someone you looked up to who, who got it together, who kind of inspired you in, in, in that sense? Well, the thing is, I, everything, like my whole change was self-inspired. I, I kind of just picked it up by myself. But then... I was telling people about my, my story. This is about two months in to me tightening it up a month and a half, two months in, this is around, this is around like early March. And some people were, they were telling me about this guy named David Goggins. They, they messaged me cause I was telling people my story. Like uh, I was just like saying like, man, I'm done and everything like that. And they're like, who are you trying to be like David Goggins or something? <laughs> I'm like, who's that? Like, who's yeah. David Goggins. And they sent me the link to, his podcast with, with Joe Rogan. And I watched that podcast and I was like, dude, I was like, this story resonates with me so much, like so much to the point where like, I can't really like, holy, like this is, this, this is like, I'm almost listening to my life, him speak. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like so similar, so similar. He's incredible, man. Have you read his book at all? I read his book. I listened to the audio book too. Yeah. I listened to the audiobook too. So that gets me going. Like that get me go that got me going too is listening to that and um you know just having having that, you know, thinking about 
um, how he did it and everything and everything like that. So, yeah, yeah, man. Well, he's amazing. And did you, yeah. did you try any of the like post-it notes on the mirror? Any of, any of those strategies? You or? know, you know, you know, the thing is it's so crazy because I was doing that before <laughs> I even heard about him. <laughs> yeah. I was doing, I was right. I wasn't doing the post-it notes, but I was doing writing stuff down in my notebook. Yeah. So I had a notebook and I would make sure that it would, it would sit beside my bed. And then when I woke up in the morning, it was right there. Okay. This is what we got to do today. Or this is what I want to do. If, okay, I want to hit just little goals, you know, hit 225 on the bench. Uh, these little, these little micro goals that I set and I would try to hit, hit, something every single day so that was me and that was me holding myself accountable similar but not the same yeah definitely like kind of, yeah same same concept um yeah you mentioned hockey a little bit what did you was that your sport in high school or yeah like, that what was, was what was your version of being an athlete when you were in high school i like i was a hockey player i was i played a bit of hockey and i was okay at it i was yeah. extraordinary I, I never applied myself fully i was always just like I guess I wasn't always an all-around athlete. I was pretty good at soccer growing up. I was pretty good at actually almost everything, but I was never extraordinary at anything because I never like picked one and fully applied myself to it. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was just kind of like an all-around athlete, to be honest. Yeah. So when did the idea? I mean, so the thing about about what you've done is you you have this purpose of self betterment, right? But yeah. you also take in this outside purpose where you're going to do good for others. And how did that idea come into play? And, and, you know, can you speak about that a little bit? Well, you're referring to me doing this stuff for the food bank and, yeah. and stuff like that. Well, I remember, um, there's a lot of kids, I'm not going to say any names, but I remember, you know, growing up uh, on the reserve because I come from a, a reservation, an Indian reservation, and I know there's a, a lot of kids and there's a lot of people that, you know, it's low income. It's, it, it is low income, and, and I'm not going to sit here and say that and glamorize it because it, it's not glamorous by any means. The people are great. The community is great. Our tradition is unbelievable, but we come from... Um, I'm not going to get political, but we come from, you know, low income most of the time. It, it, that's the case. And I remember oh, one of my close friends growing up, I'm not going to say any names, but he, I remember going over to his house and he never had any food and I didn't get why he never had any food. So I was thinking about that one night. I don't know why I was thinking about that, but I was thinking about, man, I could probably do something here. I could probably make a difference. I could probably fill some bellies just through me putting myself through hell. All I got to do is put my shoes on and one foot after the other. Yeah. And some people will get fed. So I came up with that idea and I approached the food bank and I actually was in line to get into the food. Actually, I walked to the front and then I, was, I didn't know the line was that long. It was literally down the street, man. Wow. And, and there was a lady in a scooter and I asked her how she was doing and she said that she was well. She, you know, she had positive energy. She said that she was well, but she was... You know, she was, she was hungry. And I was like, man, I have to do something here. I got, I got to do something. So I, I waited by, I waited for like 30, I think it was like 30 minutes or 40 minutes to get into the food bank. And I spoke to Jolanda and she was, she was pleased to have, to have me in there and to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, so, and then from there you, is that when you decided 
you you ended up doing an Ironman, correct? Before you yeah, did under miler. Yeah, I did that just just to see just if I can fun. do that. Yeah, it's just <laughs> for fun. Uh, so is that you? Did you come up with that idea after going to the food bank and helping out and stuff like that? What what idea? The idea to do uh, Ironman. Oh no, I did that before the food bank. Oh, you did. Okay, so yeah, let's jump into yeah. that, man. Like, yeah. what brings that idea on? Um. I was scrolling through YouTube one day and I seen a video. <laughs> I seen a video on the world's hardest triathlon. It's called the Ironman, obviously. Yeah. And I was thinking, cause the previous weekend to that, I biked like 70 miles or something like that. Uh, just for, I just started biking and I was, I kept going, I kept going. I didn't, I didn't stop and I biked 70 miles and I was like, Holy, that wasn't that hard. Yeah. I could, I could probably do something. So I looked up like, I guess triathlon. I'm not a good swimmer, man. I suck at swimming. <laughs> but I'm so negative buoyant. It's not even funny, but, um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just did it. I, I yeah. just, I just, I gave myself a week to prepare for it. I got in the water. And I, I swam for a week. I spent hours in the, in, the, in the lake, man. I spent, there were so many hours I spent in the lake for the point where I was, I was freezing and I get out of the water and I was literally freezing. Like, like no wetsuit like, or anything? Or? Uh, I, I prepared myself without a wetsuit for a bit. Yeah. Um, and another thing that I did was um, I actually was mad one day and I actually decided to swim up the river. I jumped in with my clothes on. I swam up the river. And as soon as I got out of the river, I ran like 15 miles. That's with, con- with like converse on. So like <laughs> I, was, I was determined, man. There was no way I couldn't do it. I, I had to do it. I just did wanted anyone- to prove myself. Was anyone witnessing you yeah, swimming there was, up a river? <laughs> oh, no, no. I don't think nobody see, but everybody, <laughs> I think a, a, f- a few people see me running down a uh, merit soaking wet with, with a converse on. So um, they're like, what is he doing? Did you start like building a rep of like, hey, like this guy's just doing some, some crazy shit right now? Uh, I don't know. I didn't really glamorize it on social media. Yeah. I wasn't, I'm not really, I wasn't really one to post on social yeah. media, but I, I decided to, I posted a bit about my Ironman on social media, on, on Snapchat and stuff like that. Um, but other than that, I guess nobody really seen, nobody really seen my, the process. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and it wasn't like a straight linear process, but nobody really seen the process. I didn't really tell anybody about it. Um, a few people, uh, people that I live with, they, they seen you know, a little bit, little bit of work that I was putting in, but yeah, other than that, nobody yeah. really seen it. What did the process look like? The process to to the Ironman or just into this endurance sport because you know it's not it's not easy to go even run fifteen miles, you know. Yeah, um, the whole I was running before I was doing a little bit of running, but I was running like three miles, like two miles the the previous month of my Ironman. I was doing like little stuff and. I, I don't know, man. I just, I started, I got a road bike. I bought a road bike and I started biking and I did that 70 mile bike ride. And then I just decided to shoot for the stars. And I was like, man, if I can do this, I can do anything. Yeah. And the swimming part was the hardest. And I I just grinded it out and I just got it done. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, let's jump into your hundred mile run. So that was Saturday. So what is that? Like three days ago? Yeah. Three days ago. I I noticed... yeah, I, can Sunday you walk? Five. Can you walk yet? I'm on crutches right now. Are you really? <laughs> yeah, I'm on crutches right now. Well, so let's jump into that. So, what was the plan? Like, 
you you were raising money for uh, this food bank and your goal was one thousand dollars, and that's like ballooned and just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger at this point. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I approached Merritt Herald with the idea to just advertise it throughout Merritt. Yeah. And I, I yeah, my original goal was $1,000. And I think in the first couple, three days or four days or something like that, we got to $1,700. I remember being so stoked on that. I remember like, I was like so happy we got it done. And I was like, man, I'm so happy that we, we got to like almost $2,000. But I, um, and then all of a sudden, it kind of took off again. It hit like Kamloops this week and then it hit um, the Penticton Western news. And then slowly I was gradually getting to 3000. I was like, no way. Yeah. It hit $3,000. And then it kind of took off again a little bit. And then, and then about like two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I hit 5,000. And I was like, Whoa, I hit $5,000, man. I'm so happy. And then 10,000, 10,000 happened. And I was I couldn't believe that ten thousand happened, man. I, I honestly didn't think I was gonna even hit ten thousand dollars. I hit ten thousand dollars like not even like a week ago. And then we hit twelve thousand, thirteen thousand, fourteen thousand. I started my run at like fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars and then I, now it, it jumped like thirty grand in three days. That's insane, man. Well, I saw in one of the videos during the run, people are updating you on on how much money is coming in. And yeah. like what is it? Like what is it do you think that's con- like that's connected with people because obviously it's connected, you know, yeah. to raise that kind of money. Yeah. I think it's just the fact that a young man wants to, to put himself through hell to, to raise a little bit of money, I guess. And people that just resonates with people and uh, it touches a few hearts, I, I think. And I don't really know. I guess it's crazy. People think I'm nuts or, or insane. And they like that. I guess people grav- gravitate towards that a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, what, what was it about a hundred mile run? Did you hear about it in the Goggins book or did you hear about it elsewhere? Yeah, so or? I'm going to give, I'm going to give Goggins props here because okay. the, the reason why I did this is because of Goggins. Um, and, and I also was like fascinated with ultra marathon runners cause they're, they're hard as nails, man. Like they're, they are, they're savages, all of them. Um, I, so I, the part where Goggins was like 260 pounds and he did that a hundred miles in 18 hours on a single, like one mile track, uh, was just fascinating to me. And I was so like, man, that sounds hard. And that sounds like a bit of fun. And I want to see if I can do that. So I picked a route and I, I think I might've picked a, one of the hardest routes that I could have picked. Like I could have done a one mile track but I picked her out with like 6,000 feet of elevation the whole way. So that was tough. Was it um, one big loop or was it? No, it was just literally down highway eight down towards Spence's bridge and then back to Merritt. Okay. Nicola Lake. And so you did 50 miles one way, 50 it, miles yeah. back. Wow. I actually, um, I didn't do 50 miles that way. I, per- I forgot to press on my, I was kind of being, I, I don't know what was going on. I was delusional or I don't know what was going on, but I pressed, I forgot to press resume on my Strava app when I was recording off my phone, which I should have been, I shouldn't have been recording off my phone. I should have, I should have mapped it out uh, correctly before. And I wasn't thinking, thinking it straight, thinking straight, but yeah, I ran 62 turned around and, and ran back. Yeah. So I ended <laughs> so up running like, did more. <laughs> yeah, I accidentally ran like 101 or 102 miles. 
<laughs> that's amazing man well yeah let's get let's get into the story so um you start off in the morning and do you have a group of people with you right away are people rooting you on like how's this how's this going uh like from the start yeah um there was a, a lot of people there to to begin with where i was going to start from tons of people people i didn't even know lots of family um global news was there which i was not expecting I didn't know that they actually were coming and lots of friends, well, a couple friends. And then the, the crowd just got bigger as I went on. And as I came back and I ran through the night, uh, people were actually trailing me through the whole night, man. Like I had like at least eight cars behind me, 10 cars behind me the whole night. And it was just unbelievable. And on my way back, you know, some very important people showed up uh, through when stuff got hard and when things got really hard, some people, you know, that really hold close to my heart came and they they picked me up and they, they offered me words of encouragement and you know they made it that much easier for me you know and i couldn't be more thankful for everybody who was around me at the time yeah yeah well i saw um 50 miles in is when you kind of uh according to the articles that i was yeah. looking at it's when yeah. you kind of claimed like that's when it got pretty hard it was around the 50 mile mark where i i, I power puked I actually had like Ooh, a power wrap. puke. Yeah, I, I, had, I had a farmer's wrap from Tim's and I, I puked. Uh, I actually had like an electrolyte tab in my mouth and I just threw it all up. It just uh, 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 came out three times and I started, cr- I almost started crying and I was like, man, I don't oh, know if dude, I can do this. That sounds then, rough. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I got back on the road and, and we kept plugging away. Yeah. Did you, I mean, obviously you went in expecting pain. Did it live up to the hype or did it exceed it or? Oh, it lived up to the hype, man. It lived up to the hype. Most pain I've ever been in in my entire life. Wow. Most pain I've ever been in my entire life. I've never experienced pain like that before. When did the pain start? Like how, how early on? the uh, The pain started around, I started getting some pretty, like pretty good inflammation in my legs, maybe like mile 40 to mile 50 that's when stuff started getting hard because on the way back on the way down it's not that bad the hills and stuff yeah but on the way back um yeah there's a lot of hills and after i i came up to some hills some long inclines i thought i got past the last one and there'd be another one staring right at me and it would be longer it'd be harder Uh, we went to war and it was a lot of fun yeah yeah that's awesome well so uh at some point you some something crazy happened and this is what i think when we were messaging you kind of alluded to it like i got a story to tell and i was like oh crap so you ended up going in to go to the bathroom am i correct about this yeah so i was walking power walking and i got this urge to i got this really bad urge to go to the bathroom i was like man i can't hold it or something i'm really gonna shit my pants And, and there's so many people behind me and then yeah, you're like, I can't do this. Yeah, here. I can't, <laughs> shit, I can't shit my pants right now. So got loaded up in the car and we went to actually, um, um, my friend's friend's mom's place. And we, I went to the bathroom and there was blood and there was, there's blood in my urine and there's blood in my stool. And I came out of the bathroom and from what he told me, I took a step on my right leg. And as soon as I took a step on my right leg, I collapsed and I fell on the ground. And he then picked me up, rushed me out to the car. And then I don't really remember going to the hospital. I remember getting to the hospital and getting carried into the hospital. And I remember sitting on the bed and then I snapped out of it. 
I was like, no, man, I have to finish what I started. I have to finish what I started. That was tough. That was, yeah. Can I see that? Oh, you still got it on. Yeah. That's yeah. what you got to do, man. You got to keep that. Yeah. It's a token. <laughs> it's my token. What do they do? So you go to the hospital, do they just rehydrate you or what? Well, they, they ran tests on my heart and I didn't seem to be going through too much, I guess, but they wanted to hook me up to an IV and they said it was going to take like an hour or two. And I just wasn't waiting. I couldn't wait. Yeah. Long. Just knowing that everybody's out there grinding and I'm in here in the hospital. It just made me feel a little bit bad. So what did the doctor say when you were like, yeah, well, I'm actually going to go back out? Yeah. Well, they said, the, I think the nurse said that I should wait for the doctor. And then the doctor said, let's wait up, man. I want to check you out. <laughs> Signed myself out and laughed. My mom was like, no, you have to stay. Everybody's like, you know, you have to stay. But I just, I couldn't, man. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't stay. Yeah. The mission wasn't done yet. You know? No, I, I didn't complete what I had started yet. Yeah. Well, what was your, was your mom freaked out? Yeah, my mom was freaking out. Everybody's freaking out. I could understand why they're freaking out, man. I mean, it's yeah. you could die, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, you, could die. you can for sure. I mean, especially, you know, having never done this, having, having never felt what your body was going through at the time. Yeah. And and it you had to obviously dig down into like the deepest well ever what what did you learn about yourself in that oh, through that experience <laughs> this is pretty emotional for me but i had a, a really close um she's a close blood relative that lived in this town um and she as somebody i held very close to my heart you know used to wipe my bum when i was a kid and she was just an awesome awesome girl so young um and she ended up she ended up overdosing on you know some some drugs and i i was at i was at the hospital when she was in um like a coma kind of thing she was she wasn't coherent at all and i remember that's so that's the that's where i had to dig deep that's where i that's what i was thinking about that that yeah. time you know i was thinking about you know her son who who's so young just a baby and I was thinking about, you know, her laying in the hospital and me looking at her when she, you know, in the hospital bed, literally holding her hand and she can't even, you know, know that I'm there. Um, that That's where I had to dig deep and I had to, you know, make her proud. Yeah. Do you think there's any um, kind of like processing of emotions then? Because I know for me in the past, I've used really long endurance runs uh, as a way to give myself time to kind of think about things I might've been distracting myself from or avoiding or things like that. Well, I had a problem of lying to myself a lot, you know, telling myself that, you know, um, I'm doing enough or telling myself that, you know, I gave it everything I have or, um, you know, I gave it my best effort, you know, lying to myself when I know damn well that I didn't, yeah. I know damn well that I didn't give it everything I had in life, anything that I did working or, any situation that I encountered in life, you know, I had a problem with, you know, settling for less than what I was capable of. And that run that I just did and that Ironman that I did, you know, reminded me that I have more left in the tank and that I'm, I'm capable of so much more than I really think I am. And I dropped that entitled mindset. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, ultra running and any of these things, like, it's so huge in teaching that lesson, you know, it shows yeah. you like, whoa, I didn't, 
I'm sure there are moments where you wanted to quit, but you force yourself to push through. And, and that those are lessons that you're going to carry the rest of your life. And for someone like, I mean, you don't hear about 19 year olds running ultra marathons. I think that's a big thing that's connected with people because for someone your age to do that, I mean, dude, like the lessons you're going to learn are the let, like applying that lesson for the rest of your life is going to be so huge. It's so awesome. Yeah. No, it's, it's huge. I, even yesterday I, I was with a friend and just little things like this. I was with a friend and he told me to reach in the back seat and grab his gym bag, but it was like stuck in between the seat and his, uh, the back seat and his back of his front seat. And I couldn't get it out. And I like gave up and I like thought to myself, <laughs> no, I can't give up. I got to get that bag just grab back there and I like wrenched on it for like five minutes. Finally got it out. Yeah. yeah, it was tough. Like just, I don't know, just little stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like, whereas before you might've just been like, dude, I can't get it. You get it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, no man, like I've, I've done this crazy thing yeah. that was extremely hard. Oh, yeah. And sh- now there's nothing like, I think uh, Goggins refers to it as like the cookie jar or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I can reach back and, and have those lessons with me. Yeah. Which is, which is yeah. amazing, man. What, you know, yeah what did you learn uh just about like determination and grit to kind of speak to that same nature there uh i just learned that man we're capable of so much more than we think we are capable of i think that you know if you when you think that you're at the point where you think that you can't give anymore and you push past that point you'll really figure it out. You'll really start to figure out what, what, what life has to offer and what you can do, you know? And so many people came out and they pushed so many people that don't do, and I'm so proud of the community, you know, so many people came out and the people that don't run people that don't usually do much or, you know, they came out and they pushed themselves. Yeah. You know, I have so many people that came out and, you know, push themselves past their comfort zone and they, and they grinded with me and, and they seen that like, Hey, I did this, you know, a couple of people that, you know, walked 20 K or, or ran 20 K or whatever the case may be. And they would never usually do that. It's the first time that they've done that. And then now they know they're, now they're starting to figure out that I can do that. You know, there's more left in the tank for me. Yeah. Do you think like, I mean, it's kind of like you're, you're starting this wave of positivity that that could have all these amazing effects to the rest of your community. I sure hope so. I sure hope people, you know, figure it out and, and start, uh, and start learning how to get after it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I wanted to kind of wrap up with just asking you about your community because in the videos I saw, like you mentioned, uh, you're running along and there's a line of cars but like, it's, it's crazy. Just how many cars, like the guy who's 20 yards or 20 cars back, like can't see you running, but yeah. he's there or she's there in support of you. So, um, you know, just having, having a group of people at your back, like obviously it meant a lot to you, but can you kind of speak about just your community in general? I'm so proud of this community, man. I'm so proud of the people in this community. I'm so proud of the people in this town. Um, I, it restored faith for me in this town. Um, 
I I had bad thoughts about this town. I would be lying if I said that I that I didn't. I because I usually I was like, man, I don't really. I want to get out of this town. I don't like the people in this town before this. But now, you know, it restored faith, and now I'm I'm so proud of the people in this town for coming out, man, and offering a helping hand and offering me support and climbing out of bed to come to come support me and my goals. It, you know, it means the world to me. And I don't think people really understand, you know, how much that means to me. It got me a bit emotional, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, um, any, any other lessons, uh, that you kind of want to like pass along, uh, to, uh, you know, anybody out there, whether, whether it's a kid, whether it's like an experienced ultra runner or anything like that. Don't put limitations on yourself. Don't do it. You know, as soon as you put your limitations on yourself, that'll be your limit. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Man. So with, with no more limitations, like, yeah, it's true for this. Are you, for brain, the stars. are you brainstorming all sorts of stuff now? Are you just like, where am I going next? Where is this taking you next? Well, I've been looking at this um, record on the Guinness book of world records. It's about, uh, it's, um, this guy who pulled, so you, you heard of a deadlift, right? Yeah. There's this guy and he pulled, um, it's like a, it's like 138 pounds on the bar and he pulled that for like 7,000 reps in 24 hours. And it came up to hundred, like a million pounds in 20 hours. He did like, he did like 500 sets, you know, 14 reps per set. And he grinded out like 12, uh, like, like he grinded, like he grinded out like that 7,000 reps, which is crazy. And I'm going to track him down. That's amazing, man. You're going to try to get, get a hold of him, pick his brain. No. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna track him down. I'm gonna I'm gonna break it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, best yeah. of luck for that, man. Yeah. I love to once you do that, you know, the mindset there. I got this. Yeah. Once you do that, I would love to have you back on the show and and hear all about that. For sure, I'll I'll be back for sure. All right, sweet man. Well, thank you for doing the show. Oh, hey, yeah, where uh, can people still donate? Yeah, you can look up my name. I think you'll find the page. Okay, I'll link. I'll yeah. try to link it on yeah. here uh, for yeah. people to check out. So sweet, yeah. man. Awesome. We're keeping it up just for this next week, and then it's going to be taken down Saturday. Okay, I'll try to put yeah. this up. Um, yeah. yeah, I'll try to put this up as soon as I can. So, all right, sounds good. Sweet. Well, thank you, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having yeah. me. All right, guys, that wraps up uh, an early edition of this week's show. We'll actually be back on Friday or Saturday uh, with the next episode. Um, which I think you guys are really going to enjoy. Um, but huge thanks to Darius. Uh, once again, I linked his GoFundMe page to this episode, but I'm also going to link it to our Facebook page. Um, please go support that. Support him. Uh, I'm just incredibly inspired by him. As soon as I read, I read a story like, I don't know, maybe, maybe last Thursday, like towards the end of last week, and instantly inspired by just kind of the vision that he has right like under like his understanding of his power as an individual to uh affect so many lives and you know what's funny is maybe that understanding didn't happen right away uh like he mentioned you know he wanted to raise a thousand dollars and and thought he could help but i mean with this what with what he's been able to raise so far um, coming in, like, I just have to imagine that's, that's just incredible, uh, incredible way to support his local community. And, and what better, what better reason 
there's there's no better reason really uh, to go out and and put yourself through pure hell and pure misery uh, than that. So um, super honorable, uh, really cool, and hopefully he's riding this this good wave, this good momentum uh, towards all sorts of success in the future. So best of luck, best of luck to you, Darius, um, and I hope I hope for nothing but amazing things for you and and what what you can accomplish. And I hope that by doing this and not only doing the physical act of, of running 100 miles and not only doing the mental stubbornness of being hospitalized and then just checking yourself out. Um, not only that, not only all those individual personal lessons that you're learning along the way that will stick with you for the absolute rest of your life, which is incredible. But I hope you, I hope he, you really take away just the power and the impact that you can have, uh, the positive impact you can have on your, your town, your city, your community. Um, I think that lesson, I just, I'm just trying to imagine myself at 19 years old learning that lesson. And, and I just, that's such a powerful thing for a teenager to, have a grasp of and what better way to get the grasp of that than running a hundred miles where it really gives you time to think about it and see the line of cars behind you and the people supporting you along the way. And, and I mean, that has to be completely life changing. So keep at it, man. Uh, just thank you. I'm honored to even sit down and do the podcast with you and hear your story and share it. And, uh, if you're out there and you know you have some dollars to spare for people going through a, a tough time right now, um, this would be a good cause. Uh, you know, check out check out his GoFundMe um, and th- and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, guys, what a good story! I'm super pumped. I kind of like want to go out and just run a whole bunch of miles right now, just randomly in the 95 degree heat that we're having today. Uh, so. Yeah, I hope this drives you through. Hopefully, if you're out on a long run or, you know, you're listening to this while thinking about something you want to do in the future, um, I think there's a lot of good takeaways here. So, all right, that wraps it up. Uh, We'll get back at you guys Friday or Saturday. We're going to be talking to Bo Miles. I know I said that a couple episodes ago. Um, And if you haven't watched some of his stuff on YouTube, he's this Australian adventurer. He's done all sorts of creative, cool things around... uh, you know, around his local area. And we kind of dive into all things adventure, uh, with Bo. So, uh, super cool episode, excited to share it. So, uh, yeah, we'll get back at you then. See you.